0: Hello, and welcome to the All Encompassing Podcast, where we, the Allen family, navigate this crazy life together, and to let all of you parents know that you are not alone. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to All Encompassing so we have taken a small break in between our very first episode and now. So there's been a lot happening, um, and we wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of insight. So um, since our last episode, we have been um, hitting several parenting milestones as well as personal milestones Um Daniel is currently working on his MBA and is taking two classes this semester on top of, you know, working full time and he is crushing it.
1: No, that's that's being very generous. Um it's He has all A's. But, uh, but I'm on the border of an A and A minus. So, you know, me the perfectionist, you know, it's just <sighs> I'm close to the end, and I'm flirting with that A, A minus border. And yeah, and I, I know I'll pass the course, but at the same time, you want to do well. Um, and and I have to say, Lydia, you're being extremely nice. A lot of the reason we haven't recorded another podcast is because my classwork has taken up so much time, and I feel really bad about that. Um, but you know, like you said, a lot of stuff's happened in a few months since our last recording, and we look forward to sharing that with you all.
0: Yes. So Daniel is always the perfectionist um, and I am his biggest cheerleader. And I try to have you ever been around somebody who really just doesn't take compliments very well and refuses to acknowledge when they do things very well? And that that's my husband, ladies and gentlemen, um, he does not take compliments at all so he could be passing every class with like a hundred percent and he would still be beating himself up about something
1: no that's just the standard i expect for myself that's just all that is um and no it's more like there's a lot more to it i guess in a way because there's with my job in education of course, I have to lead. And so I see myself as a leader. And so if I don't have the grades that I believe a leader should have, then I feel like I'm failing in my job, if, if that makes sense. So I'm fortunately able to obtain my master's degree through where I work. And so I'm working with a lot of my professors and building connections and working with them and uh, throughout their their undergraduate classes and everything. But at the same time, You know i want to be a leader so yes i i hold myself to a higher standard and i'm very thankful that lydia has uh is gracious enough to uh calm me down a little bit and be like it's okay it's fine you're gonna be okay and and i know i will be um it's just it's tough to it i just find it tough to hold myself to those expectations at times
0: and expectations is kind of where we wanted to go with this episode um, simply because as parents, um, you know, we're, we're expected to give up a lot for our kids. We're expected to, um, you know, make sure that they are taken care of and that all of their needs are met. But those expectations also reach beyond what I feel like is, Um, each individual's like personal limits Um, and what I mean by that is oftentimes we get so involved in being parents that we forget to take time to be us and we forget to have expectations for us to be ourselves um, besides just being parents and that is something that we wanted to focus on In this episode so i hope you guys will stick around and we'll be right back
1: so one of the things with expectations is uh lydia's birthday was this month and i i felt that i should take the initiative to find a way to sort of celebrate us um and so i decided that i would take lydia to a somewhere overnight um we would leave nugget uh with lydia's parents and uh just have a small weekend to ourselves and that's that's exactly what we did so i ended up uh booking a flight uh to orlando florida and we went to the wizarding world of harry potter for lydia's birthday and um we i think we had a great time i think definitely yeah uh it was was magical yeah well of course (laughs) uh but you know that whole experience was great if if you haven't been and you're a huge fan of the series it's it's an incredible immersive experience uh everything from oh my gosh there were so many things they they uh had the Tales of Beetle the Bard from, um, was it Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2? Mm-hmm. Is that where that story was? Okay, yeah. uh, From the movies. Um, they actually did a reenactment of that. It was very well done. Uh, the roller coaster rides were great. Um, the the
0: butterbeer was fantastic.
1: Yeah, the butterbeer was fantastic. We
0: ate at the three broomsticks. Yes, and it was actually
1: really, really good food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had pumpkin juice.
1: Yep that was pretty good it was more like apple than pumpkin but um, yeah i liked it
0: it was like apple cider with pumpkin spice in it
1: yeah it was it was really good it was definitely like i did get that fall beverage feeling so there was definitely that um and And
0: we went to olivander's and i got a wand
1: yes and whose wand did you get
0: i got mcgonagall's wand
1: yeah because
0: i mcgonagall is my hero
1: (laughs) yes um and then the fun part with the wand, and um, I had been once before, but I didn't remember this. Apparently, around the uh, Hogsmeade area and the Diagon Alley area in Universal Orlando, uh, there are spots where you can actually use the wand there, and it's interactive. So it tells you how to cast the spell and what to say. And I'm not sure if it's sensors, if it's technology, if it's, it's magic. Sensors. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, or magic, or something like that. But it was like you cast the spell, and something would happen in front of you. So Lydia, I watched her actually cast a spell, and the book in front of her actually opened up, and it uh, started doing some animations because she had done that. Uh, there were some other ones that I found really awesome. There was one outside of a um, a bathroom where in
0: Diagon Alley yeah
1: in Diagon Alley where you could um the umbrella where the that a guy was holding would actually like cause water to come out the top and go down um I'm, I don't think it was toilet water I'm pretty sure it was the clean intake <laughs> uh, one would hope yeah one, one would, would hope. hope uh and then right beside it which I thought was probably my favorite spell um was you could cast incendia which is a fire spell and all of the lanterns in this lantern shop would just glow and that just adds to that immersive experience that we really enjoyed so uh we had a great time uh you could definitely do both um Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade uh in a day easily uh we were very fortunate enough to I don't know we just timed a lot of things right
0: we really did
1: um I think the longest I think that's
0: part of us going in February where it's like off season there's not a whole lot of people it was still a weekend so I mean it was kind of crowded but not nothing like experiences i've had in orlando in the past
1: yeah and and if you go on the universal orlando app it'll actually tell you the wait times and everything and i was looking at those earlier in the week and they i think they maxed out at maybe 45 minutes now again that's a weekday you know weekends are a little longer but
0: yeah uh, hagrid's ride was like two hours
1: yeah at one point it really was and we were just like "Mm, maybe not maybe not (laughs) uh but uh the forbidden journey was just amazing and and uh like you were really there you were really flying you were getting like thrown around in a car like i mean it wasn't like terrible it was like a roller coaster um but, but it was, the,
0: the my favorite part oh. and i don't even know if i've told you this or not no but my absolute favorite part was Getting to completely like nerd out the whole time. So. <laughs> um Yeah. What did Hogwarts you... houses oh, yes. are, are a big deal. I
1: was about to say, are you going to um, talk about uh, how you uh, prepared yourself in terms of dress?
0: Yes. So I am a Hufflepuff. Um And so our biggest thing is dedication, patience and loyalty. And so I was like, I have to, I have to rep my house. Um, so I did not know that Daniel was, I knew he was taking me on a trip. I did not know where until. Oh, yeah. How did we find Three that? days. No,
1: no. Yeah. Wait, five. Th-
0: three.
1: Four. Was on I actually
0: found out where we were going three days before.
1: Yeah. And how did you find out?
0: And I found out because an owl had dropped a, my Hogwarts letter that I've been waiting for since I was 13. Um, I finally got my Hogwarts letter y'all. I was super excited and it told me that I was going to Hogwarts. Um, there's a, and the date.
1: Yes. There's a wonderful person on Etsy, uh, who does fantastic work. Um, and so if you're curious where to get those and like surprise your kids, uh, that's a great thing they can even personalize it the one i had for done for lydia actually said universal studios orlando and it actually had the date on there of when we were going so um it's it's really well done and uh like it actually came in a i don't know what you would call it, like a stiff envelope like you would get a certificate or something in mm-hmm. so i mean they, they don't see it but there's and you get two copies you get a non-folded letter copy and then you get like a
0: which we're framing
1: yeah which okay we're framing and the other <laughs> one is actually like a letter with the hogwarts like wax seal on the back and everything so you know it's it's really well done i would encourage you if you're looking to surprise somebody with a gift like that that's a great idea but anyway go on so, i'm sorry
0: <laughs> so i found out 3 days before that we were going to go and i was going to go to hogwarts and so i immediately got on amazon was looking for you know Hufflepuff attire um, because unfortunately being a middle school assistant principal that's not really my everyday attire. I don't wear my Hogwarts house gear around the school. Um, but um,
1: I don't understand why. But okay,
0: <laughs> right. I feel like I feel like that's something we need to do. Um, but again, this is where Daniel and I very much differ uh, because he is a Gryffindor.
1: I took a quiz some long time ago and yeah, anyway.
0: And so for me, I'm like, I have to, I have to rep my house. I have to like go full out, um, you know, a hundred percent. I got Hufflepuff earrings, Hufflepuff headband you your shirt, shirt, uh, socks. Like I went, I, I went 100% all in and the whole time I'm on Amazon, like searching for my perfect, Hogwarts outfit Daniel's just looking at me like I'm a crazy person um (laughs) I didn't expect you to react like that honestly (laughs) and so then I bought him a shirt because I told him he was not going to go to Hogwarts without repping his house as well
1: yeah and the shirt she got me was a Gryffindor shirt and it was that's really good it has um it has a lion on it and uh it's because it's gryffindor yeah because it's gryffindor and you know it's the the funny thing about universal in itself is if you don't dress up you're the one who looks weird and what i mean (laughs) by that is like yeah yeah like lydia and i each had harry potter shirts on fine we people knew where we were going that wasn't a big deal but other people had like uh, Simpsons attire, so if you're not familiar with Universal, they have different lands of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people had Dr. Seuss stuff on there for Seuss Land. Um, oh, goodness, what else do they have? Uh,
0: lots of Jurassic Park shirts.
1: Yeah, lots of Jurassic Park shirts. Um, where else did we go? We went through... Uh, uh,
0: Men in Black. Yeah,
1: they had, like, Men in Black stuff. King that, Kong. Yeah, so... Um, so if you Hulk. Yeah, so if you didn't have something that was universal related you were definitely like the odd person out it was and it's fun because you get to do that and you're with like-minded people um and of course at the harry potter theme parks we saw people in full robes and not just the park people that that work there um but like everybody or not everybody but it was every there was a lot of little kids and it was a lot of um uh a couple of adults who were you know hanging out with their kids it was a lot of fun just to watch them do that Uh, but it was a lot of adventure and, um, you know, but the whole time we're there, we're thinking like, you know, what, how are we, how's this going to be with Nugget whenever we think she's old enough to go? And so, of course, in the back of our minds, because this is the first time we've left her, um, on an overnight thing and we're far away and we can't like get back within 30 minutes, um, what do we do? Like, how do we handle that? So emotionally, um, you know, I knew, I knew she was in good hands with Lydia's parents. Um, and, uh, I knew that keeping her routines as normal as possible was going to work. Uh, and so emotionally for me, uh, dotting the I's, crossing the T's making sure all details were taken care of helped me throughout the whole, Process of making sure she was good.
0: So for me, it, I still, I still had that mom guilt. Like I still was like, why am I in Florida having a good time with Daniel and my child isn't here? Um, like those were just kind of the thoughts that were going through my head. Like don't get me wrong, we had a fantastic time. Um, it was very much needed and it reminded Daniel and I a lot of kind of who we were pre-parents just in, you know, being able to go out to dinner, stay out late, uh, you know, not have to constantly carry around a diaper bag. Um, But at the same time, those were the kind of things that I was like looking for. Um, and what I mean by that is I would wake up in the middle of the night in the hotel room and look for the baby monitor. Yeah, um, it was weird because
1: we don't have a baby monitor to refer to all of a sudden. Right like, for two nights and we're just like, Wait, wait, feel you feel like you're forgetting something. You feel like you've like left luggage at the airport or or just
0: except it's our child.
1: Yeah, except it's our child, you know, <laughs> I don't wanna say that, but
0: Right. Um, yeah. but like at the parks I kept thinking about like Oh my gosh! Did I pack her uh, her medication? Did I send enough food? Did I, you know, make sure she had enough clothes, enough diapers? Um, and then it became like, oh my gosh! You know, we would get off a, a ride, and I would see another child around her age, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, where's Naomi? Um, and it was it was just kind of one of those things that as a parent, you can't really turn that off. Um, But kind of going back to our main theme today, which is expectations. I think that as parents, especially in today's society, you are expected to be a hundred percent, give your, give your all for your kids. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but what I'm, what I really kind of took from that weekend was you can't lose yourself in the process. You can't, um, you know, lose that relationship that you have with your spouse. Um, because, you know, a lot of times we're so tired at the end of the day, both of us working full-time jobs, coming home, taking care of Naomi, that a lot of times we get lost in being parents. Um, and we lose that sense of being a couple and even a sense of being us as individuals.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And it's um, and it's easy to get lost in because, you know, it's part of the routine every night is, um, you know, I what I do is after we put Naomi to bed is I go downstairs and clean up the house a little bit, just kind of tidy up, you know, whatever toy mayhem has happened during the day and uh tidy that up run our vacuum and you know wipe down the kitchen counters just kind of clean up a little bit and then i go get a shower lay out my clothes and and do that and sometimes by the time i do all that and come back upstairs lydia's asleep and we hadn't even had a chance to talk about our day we haven't had a chance to discuss if there's anything going on or uh things we ought to know about so we just, we have to make time for that. And of course, with me doing my MBA stuff, I'm also busy in the fact of like, that's when I do everything is when I come back up for the evening. So if I have work to do, I'm not, and she's asleep, then I may not get to sleep until maybe like 11, 1130. And at that point, when she wakes up, when you wake up at the god awful mm-hmm. hour of 515, then you know, we still haven't really talked to each other just by ourselves. Um, So, you know, it's a reminder to take time for your own relationship. And Lydia's right. Don't lose yourself in the process. So we, um, we, we talked about that on the flight home. We talked about that on the way uh, on the drive home and just sort of decided how we're going to, take a little bit of time every day to spend some time with ourselves and not, not any less from Naomi per se, but, uh, just to keep, just to keep everything together. And so, you know, we'll just talk on the phone from the, uh, way back from daycare or something like that.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's become really important and really special to us is that time. Um, because, you know, with, with Daniel's job and him doing the MBA. And then, um, most of the time he's on, you know, Naomi pick up, he picks her up three days a week from daycare. I pick her up two days a week. Um, and so, you know, with that and with my, my job in particular, um, you know, I am an assistant principal of a school of about 850 to 900 middle schoolers. Um, and so, literally from the time I leave till the time I get home, I have not had a moment just to myself. I have not had, um, a moment to just kind of decompress from that day. Um, and then I go straight into, into momming. Um, and so when, after we put Naomi to bed, I'm exhausted because I haven't had a chance to decompress. Um, and especially on nights where I have, you know, game duty and I don't get home till after she's already in bed, you know, it really weighs on me that, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm spending so much time, you know, raising everybody else's kids at school um, and, you know, being a, a pseudo parent for them there. But a lot of times, or, you know, on nights where I work late, and don't get to see her possibly for 24 hours, um, besides a monitor screen, you know, I, it, it really makes me feel like I'm raising everybody else's kids and don't have time to raise my own.
1: And that's, you know, we've, we've come across the mom guilt a couple of times. Um, and it's not, uh, as, as, um, that's, of course, Lydia's husband and Naomi's father. What, you know, I try to make sure that they at least see each other a little bit. Um, but there are some times when that doesn't happen. And uh, because game duty will run late and Naomi's super tired and ready for bed. And sometimes it's hard. Um, but we make it work. Uh, but you, you still have to be there for one another. And that's where that relationship comes in. And that's just part of the adventure of parenting, really. You know, you just got to go with things and uh, make it through every day. And sometimes survival itself is is an accomplishment. So uh, you just wake up and you do it all again. And you learn a little bit from yesterday and apply it to today. So you're a little bit better.
0: And I know we reference Bluey a lot. Um, You know, when we talk about parenting and uh, raising Naomi... But one of, the, one of the episodes that always makes me cry, regardless of if I'm having a good day, bad day, you know, whatever, um, is the episode called Baby Race. Oh, and uh, so on, on days that I am struggling with the mom guilt, um, there's a, a, the whole premise behind the episode is, you know, Bluey learning to do all of her first. Her first, sitting up, her first rolling, rolling over, over, uh,
1: eventually leading to crawling, her first walking. Steps,
0: yeah. Um, and her mom, Chili, feels like you know she's never going to walk and she feels like she's a failure because all the other moms, all of their babies are walking and um, it <laughs> it kind of comes full circle when another mom from her mom group comes up and um, comes over to see her and shows her a picture of you know all of her kids um they have
1: eight kids wait nine
0: nine (laughs) nine. um (laughs) and she just looks at chili and she's like you know i've raised nine kids and i have something to tell you and she was like, yeah, what's that? And she just says, you're doing great. And every single time it makes me just bawl because um, until until you're a mom, you don't understand kind of that those expectations um, and how heavy they weigh on you. And sometimes you just need somebody to be like, hey, you're doing great.
1: And that reassurance, of course, again, goes back to like our relationship as well because lydia has comforted me when i felt like i failed as a dad and on the flip side when lydia feels like she didn't do her best as a mom and that was really tough whenever naomi got sick or whenever she is sick because you feel like a terrible parent because your child's sick and that's that's not the case um because you're just doing the best you can to help your kid and um you know that's that's really all you can do Um, and if I may, I think baby race is actually on YouTube. So if you are curious, you don't need a Disney plus account to watch it. Um, but it is on there. The episodes are like seven minutes. So, I mean, they're not long at all. So if you have a few minutes and just want to see what we're talking about, um, that's exactly what it is. But parenting expectations are something that we did not really think about in terms of parenting like you you expect to be a great parent but at the same time you don't really realize how much that pressure weighs on you until you're in the thick of it
0: yeah and i i think that you know you you hear people talk about mom guilt you hear people talk about dad guilt but until you actually like become a parent and you know you you grow a human being inside you for nine months and then all of a sudden they're out in the world and you are responsible for everything.
1: Another living human being. Yes.
0: Um, It's just a very uh, humbling experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's not a dog. It's not a cat. It's, it's another living, breathing human being that looks up to you for every, for every single one of its needs. And it's, and it's something special.
0: Yeah. (sighs) And so I think that with expectations, it's important that you do give yourself grace um, as parents, as an individual, as a couple, um, and give yourself and your partner time to learn and time to figure out, you know, what you need from each other. Because roles kind of tend to change, especially when kids are brought in. So, um, you know, decide on what you want
1: and how to best support each other yeah um so i think just to to kind of wrap this up i would um just say to all the parents out there if you don't you know if you don't feel like you're doing the best you can and sometimes you're just having a rough day just just remember you're you're doing doing great great. up next is nerd news (laughs) welcome back um so instead of going through some gaming news uh i felt more uh called to do something a little bit different um and i wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind recently uh over the winter break and christmas break uh, i played a game called horizon forbidden west and if you're not familiar with the horizon series um a uh the publisher Guerrilla Games came out with Horizon Zero Dawn back in 2017. And at the time, it was overlooked um, because of some other games that were coming out around the same time. And so this is the sequel to that game. uh, And I'm sorry, Forbidden West is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. And the reason I wanted to talk about this was there were some concepts and events that really hit me differently uh between horizon zero dawn which came out in 2017 and horizon forbidden west which came out in 2022 and of course the big thing is i I became a parent and i didn't realize how much this had hit me so i wanted to share this with you all Uh, so what is the horizon series so basically it takes place in the 31st century so a thousand years from now and it's Uh, a really unique world in that there is the wilderness and the wilds and humanity is scattered into tribes uh primitive tribes you're looking at uh bows and arrows uh slingshots um and all sorts of primitive weapons that have come about during this time but what is unknown and what you find out throughout the first game is that a a terraforming system so an entire network of uh various functions has helped to rebuild the environment after some sort of catastrophe and uh what that means is and what's different is that there are actually machines out in this world too very high-tech machines and uh so you have of course living breathing like rabbits and foxes that run across your path and then there are other machine there are other wildlife the machines that run across your path too and these are anything from what are called grazers which are similar to deer um chargers which look like bighorn sheep uh to the much more uh formidable and dangerous machines like the sawtooth which looks like a saber-toothed tiger um and bristleback looks like a wild boar And, of course, the one that you see on the cover of all of the, or at least Horizon Zero Dawn, which is the Thunderjaw, which looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and is about the same size as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, And what you learn is that the game takes place in uh, real-life Colorado, Wyoming, and Utah, and then the Forbidden West takes you into... uh, the desert of nevada and eventually to the west coast and in forbidden west you actually come across this old ancient city called las vegas and that was really interesting to see what would happen if the desert like retook vegas after a thousand years so it was it's a small spoiler but that's that's where you end up going uh the story behind it is uh is about a young woman named aloy and her, she starts off as an outcast, and she is headstrong, determined, and uses her skills for survival. And one of the big uh, scenes that really sticks with me, and is one of my favorite scenes in all of video games right now, is the Horizon Zero Dawn training scene. And if you just go to YouTube and look up Horizon Zero Dawn training You can look up montage or whatever it is. It's about a three minute video clip, but you can see how Aloy learning that she's an outcast decides that she is going to train and become the best warrior so that she meets with the leaders of this tribe that has banished her as an outcast and get answers for why she is and what has happened. And it looks like a, 10-year gap between that scene and all of her training. Um, And it's just, like, to me, it's pretty inspirational. It shows who Aloy is as a character, and it does wonders for her character development overall. Um, The other cool thing that I like about this is uh, the mix between technology and wilderness. So one of the things that Aloy uses is she finds this thing called a focus. And what it is is a little triangular piece of wearable technology and um in that scene if you look it up on youtube you can actually see child aloy after she finds the focus learning how to use it and manipulating data using it and it's and it's really interesting but in the game you learn about your environment you learn about um you can uh map points of interest and find resources around you, and most importantly, you can find the weak spots of any of the machines that may decide to cross your path and uh, provoke you into conflict. Um, So, Zero Dawn is learning about who Aloy is um, while she is trying to figure out what's going on with the world around her. And it does, like I said, it does wonders for her character development. I really enjoyed the gameplay. Um, It got a little, uh, it's not quite as polished as it is in Forbidden West, uh, which took an amazing time crafting that combat system. So it's just a lot of fun. Uh, And it's a great introduction into the series. Um, And then Forbidden West is, now that Aloy knows who she is, she now understands that there is more to what's going on in the world and her role in helping to make it happen and stopping other existential threats. So I don't want to spoil too much on that, um, on the story, uh, as I really hope that, uh, if you are interested in games that you will definitely give that a shot. Um, but why does this hit me so differently? I guess it, for several reasons, I think for one, we all look around at each other at times and we wonder, are we doing the best we can? Is this what I'm called to do? Like as a parent, am I doing the best that I can? Is this the right way to do something? You know, am I, uh, you know, what, what does my child need as a parent? Like, did I make a mistake today? And what can I do in the future to do better? And how we can, go from there but uh similar to Aloy's progression from being a uh, and you see her from a baby to a child to um an adult and realizing going from someone that has something to prove to someone who realizes that she has a fate in saving the world so similar to us as you know when I went from a boy to a young man and now I went was a husband and now I'm a father. My roles have changed too. So I felt very connected in that as well. Um, uh, one thing as well that really... Uh, that I really liked about Forbidden West is... Aloy tries to take on this task of saving the world by herself. And she's a, she's stubborn, which... Um, plays into the whole story very well but the thing is is we're not alone and i think definitely as a parent sometimes you might feel alone you know whether it's you and your spouse you may feel alone in this whole parenting journey but you're not you've got friends you've got family uh you've got other people lydia and i use our talk to our church members all the time about things and we're not alone, but sometimes you you definitely feel that way, and if you give into it, you can easily isolate yourself. And that makes for a miserable time and doesn't help yourself or your child. And the other thing I really like about this, too, is um, Aloy has a lot of characteristics that I hope Naomi has. And what I mean by that is she Aloy in the game is curious, adventurous, and she's always wanting to learn more and definitely not shy about meeting others and helping out as much as she can. So these are all things I hope to instill in my daughter. And uh, from what I've seen so far with as many cabinets as she's opened and things that she has tried to take off of shelves and everything like that, she's definitely adventurous and curious about the world. So I know we're on the, we're on the right track if, if that's the case. Uh, but I really like those characteristics, and I hope Naomi has the same uh, as well. Um, if you're looking, uh, the Horizon series currently is the PlayStation 4 game. It's also on PC as well, of uh, Zero Dawn. Uh, PS5, PlayStation 5, it's Horizon Forbidden West. Currently, I think it's only on PlayStation 5. Um, and then there is a Horizon board game as well, which I did not know about until researching this, and then Netflix announced a TV adaptation coming soon, uh, and but there's no trailer or anything like that. It's just been a uh, just an announcement that they're doing something. So uh, I would encourage you to look at this. And uh, the games are rated T, uh, so if you have a a teenage daughter, this might be a, a fun story um, to get in with them and and. Uh, play along with them if you're a gamer and and help them understand like how to explore the world and how to do it, uh, what how to act and how to be adventurous and uh, how to learn uh, just throughout your environment and everything. So uh, I really enjoy these games. And uh, the new, actually Forbidden West is going to have some new content coming out at the end of March, and I'm looking forward to playing that. And the trailer actually shows Aloy flying over a uh, destructive or a destroyed Hollywood sign. So I know I'm going to be going to Hollywood, California uh, with um, playing as Aloy. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing what adventures I have out there.
0: All right, fellow navigators, that's it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening to All Encompassing. If you like what you hear, please like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And we will see you next week.